This is Bragg, son of Balin, and you're listening to Light the Beacons, a Lotro podcast. Welcome to the world of Middle-earth. calls for aid and Brog shall answer a flame a flame has come to Amandine welcome back to light the beacons a Lotro podcast focusing on the much maligned MMORPG Lord of the Rings online as well as related topics and books movies gaming and the lore of my good friend Jerry Tolkien this is episode number 37 and I am your host Bragg of the Lonely Mountain the absent and dwarf of ill repute I am broadcasting live from the new Osgiliath PVMP map. I'm literally risking my life, and of course the uh, somewhat expendable life of Grima, barely worth mentioning really, to bring you this abbreviated episode of Light the Beacons. Uh, Why abbreviated? Well, uh, let's just say that the uh, delights of summer have fallen upon us. The calendar is cramped. And I am in between uh, coming off of a holiday and heading towards a long weekend. And uh, really, if I did not get at least a short episode out this evening, I was afraid it was going to be a month that passed in between podcasts. And uh, can't afford to do that and lose all of my, um, my loyal viewers. So uh, I am not going to be doing a full episode of Light the Beacons tonight. But I did want to at least check in and share a few things. Um, I haven't much time in game lately, of course, based on the fact that I have been uh, at the beaches at the Grey Havens for the last couple, uh, last week or so, enjoying the uh, the embrace and fraternization of kin. Uh, but I figured it might be appropriate since I'm um, checking into the game since the first time says 16.2. I have... Uh, Used my precise map to Glanvreg, and then the flag that ports me to the bridge of Asgiliath. I've just entered the court of Anarion and talked to a young ranger named Melathon, who gave me a quest to defend the bridge. It appears to be one of the new central quests in the new PVMP area. And from what I understand, it entails just marching straight forward into the city of Asgiliath, which in this format appears to be a little more whole than, one, than the one that we adventure in when we're exploring Eastern Gondor. Boy, there are arrows all over the ground here, um, catapults in the way, barricades that I'm skirting. can feel the just the supreme weight of the city and, uh, you know, the, the weight of its history. The rock is... Uh, crumbling despite the fact that there's a war being raged in it you can tell despite that it would have been a beautiful city i can still see some arches overhead and uh i just received a new deed the battle of um ooh, some morgul patrollers are out and about fourth these maggots away from here they're trying to force me away from the bridge so 
I think if I manage to get onto the bridge, I'm allowed, okay, it's telling me to stand my ground now, and I have a counter of a minute 56. Ah, the Morgul patrollers are now making a beeline towards me. It looks like I'm going to have to fight off some NPCs in order to be able to complete this quest. Oh my gosh, these guys have 210k morale. That's significant. And they actually seem to be doing some decent damage to me. Crazy PBMP where NPCs are no longer just patsies and pushovers. That is wacky indeed. However, in my red line stance, I am managing to get enough heals off of uh, my attacks on the soldiers to be able to stand my ground. It's going to take a while with my bogus guard DPS to burn them down. Uh, they're only about a quarter finished now. We've been fighting for a minute already. I have to stand my ground for another minute here on the bridge in order to be able to complete my new first new quest in the PVMP zone of Osgiliath. They're telling me, die, you maggot-ridden whelps. Huh. Not very nice of them. Um, wondering if in some of the other classes this might be more difficult. I am losing power. I'll grab a power pot. They are pretty much at full health and full power, despite these three men trying to beat me down. Um... I'm going to share a little bit more that I've been doing on the new map with my creep a little later in the episode. Get some general first impressions. It's certainly a nice breath of fresh air. After seven long years, a new PVMP map in Lotro. There are many predicted this day would never come. I actually was fairly confident that we would see it as recently as a year or two ago. Um, I was somewhat prophetic in that. I'll have to go back and look at some of the uh, New Year's predictions I made for 2015. I believe there might have been one related to a new PVMP map, so that seems kind of prescient now. So, I have defended the Belegiant Bridge, Belegiant Bridge, and the only thing it's telling me now is that I have to return to turn in the quest without perishing. Of course, if a couple creeps show up, that could change in a heartbeat. But I'm going to stick around and risk it a moment longer in order to finish off these patrollers. Oop, there's a freep heading through. A lot of people seem to charge straight down the bridge and go right for the action. And that's one of the things I noted when I was on my creep. Um, so I have not explored the region yet and all the different quests. And certainly there could be new development, but... Right now, I can't say that I'm fully up to speed on what would uh, cause you to range to some of the side areas in the city. You know, what is the benefit of, um, of splitting out and doing some different things rather than charging straight down the bridge? It seemed to me the combat that I was focused in was just a melee that was kind of moving right back and forth across the Great Bridge. Boy, guard BPS, even with my bleeds, a little slow. These guys are almost dead, but, geez, takes like a couple minutes to kill 210k NPC, much less three of them. So it did seem that the, the battle was somewhat linear, and it could be that people are still getting used to the map and understanding some of the side tributaries and some of the quests that can be collected there, whether they're worth doing. Um, you know, the big motivation in the old map, in the Etten was always, um, there we go, 
And I'm going to hit my sprint skill, beat a hasty retreat, just so I can turn in this quest without dying. The harbor bridge has fallen to the armies of Sauron, so somebody's ranging. So um, I do know that in this latest release, they disconnected the Moors buffs that you used to get from holding certain areas within the Etten Moors. Um, from the map in Esgiliath, so those are no longer appearing on my buff bar. The question is whether or not they'll be replaced. Um, I do see a new buff that says, while, uh, while forces gain greater rewards while defending the bridges of Esgiliath, you get plus 15% infamy and glory and commendation gains. So it does appear as if there are some new buffs, new control points that will import some buffs around. But I only have one of them online right now. Grima, you can come out of hiding now. They're all dead. Jesus, guy. Unbelievable. All right. So, ventured into the PVMP map. Did not get killed. I'm going to sit out in the open here and see if I get attacked during the podcast just to add an element of danger. Um... So while I was on holiday, uh, I have to say that absence made the heart grow fonder. It's true. My appetite has been wet to get into the game and do some things. Uh, but I'm not going to have much time to play before I disappear for another weekend. So we won't have a lot to talk about this episode, but we're going to do what we can. And that includes moving on to our next beacon. Here we are at Elanok. First, it's time for CRAP, corrections, retractions, and apologies from last week. So, in the last episode, we offended, you know, I didn't have time to go back and look through the whole thing like I normally do. So, we'll just say, I remember burglars were in there. So, we'll say we offended gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Uh, I hear it from the people of the town, they call us. Gypsies, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. But every night, they would come around and lay their money down. So, I know it makes no sense to some of you, but to those who do, I issue a solemn and very heartfelt, sorry. Uh, viewer comments from last episode, Fredless was nice enough to point out to me a fortuitous line in the release notes for 16.2 that should help me with the naming of my legendary weapon, which says that they are now renameable at any time, not just at forge points. So that's kind of cool. You can switch things up. You can change things around. And uh, my weapon no longer has to be called the... Uh, the, whatchamacallit, the uh, Guardian's Great Axe of the First Age. <laughs> so now I can rename it right now, and we'll call it the Dread Battle Axe of Balin, inherited from my father. That's cool. So thanks, Fredless, for noting and remembering from my last podcast. Um, as far as... Review of the agenda. I don't have, haven't been delving into community or forums much these last couple weeks. But in this episode, we're going to talk a very little about what we'll be doing in game these past few weeks. We're going to talk very briefly about some PvP developments. We're going to share some Entish culture for some of you redneck heathens out there. And after that, there'll be no time remaining. So let's move on to our third beacon. Vavoom. We are at Nardal. This week in gaming and or other Tokian news. So I don't have any other games that I played this week, unless you count board games while on vacation. Um, did some puzzles. I actually played some jacks with my nieces and nephews. It's an underrated game, believe it or not. 
And I did try a, uh, a version of Cards Against Humanity, which is apples to apples for the sin-laden. And uh, some of you guys may have played Cards Against Humanity out there. Um, it was I had seen it before my first time playing it, and uh, there were one or two people at the table that were a little young for the game, so that was a bit uneasy, but uh, uh, had some kin that were playing at the table that were laughing so hard that they were crying and couldn't breathe, so that's always fun. Um, it is a cool game. It is creative. It is inventive, and it is a good time, and it is uh, does seem to be enhanced by the imbibing of spirits. So uh, recommend that one for your next party. Just keep the kiddies out of it. Now, what did we do in Lotro this past couple weeks? Well, been on vacation, so did nothing with Bragg, nothing with my Bjorning. Uh, I did manage both before and after my holiday to do some quick DA daily runs with my minstrel. So um, I am building up uh, some small stockpiles of gold and silver Dal Amroth coins. And I spent some of them uh, when I logged into my minstrel on some XP runes to uh, pump up my imbued weapon a bit further. It was only about, I think it was at maybe halfway to uh, the number of levels that were unlocked, something like 12 or 13. After buying a few runes, I got it up to 18 or 20, got the... Um, got the legacies to the point where they not only equaled what they were before, but have surpassed them a bit, so it was comfortable where they were for adventuring, and I may um, may allow myself to just uh, more organically uh, develop that weapon at this point, now that's where it seems to be. I also did purchase a number of um, Amphilos Scrolls of Empowerment from the Dol Amroth vendor. I think they took about, let me see, I want to say it's 20 gold tokens and, or maybe 10 gold tokens and 20 or 30 silver tokens, 40 maybe. It, it seemed to be that you could, you could get a scroll for about every two training exercises that you run now that you can do all six quests at once in the training exercises. So it is a little bit of a grind, but it's not terrible. Um, and the reason I say that is because, uh, you know, it's not that you don't get any reward until you're done. Each time you do grind a scroll, you get kind of an incremental improvement uh, that's measurable in your weapon. Um, so I could see using this as an avenue to uh, to grind scrolls over time to get the tiers up on uh, some of my tunes. Maybe not all the weapons, but I'll, I'll kind of uh, plug away at it and, um, and see how it comes along. I'll get done with one, and I'll see if I want to polish up some of the shinies on the other. It does seem to be, as far as I know, um, seems like the most reasonable return on investment in the game for buying ample scrolls of empowerment that are, in my opinion, uh, much inflated in terms of cost around some of the other areas of the game, um, including skirmish camps and uh, for purchase in the Lotro store, etc. Oop, that was some sound. Let me flip back over. Make sure I'm not being attacked by a warg. Nope. It looks safe for now, but the Great Bridge has fallen to the enemies of Sauron. So maybe we'll uh, go back there and confront some of those guys in a bit. But really, that's all I've been doing with any of my characters in-game, except for my creep. So let's move on to the next beacon and talk a little bit about my creepin'. That was an unintentional rhyme. Yeah, my creeping beacon. Every day I'm creeping now, creeping now. Um, first of all, yes, there appears to be a decent amount of action in Osgiliath on my server Vilya. 
and it's not hard to find. And it's really not that surprising. Uh, one would expect that there be a flurry of activity on the new PVMP map and have not been disappointed so far. Uh, I've logged in a couple times, both on Creep and on my main, and ran down the center bridge and gotten into a Donnybrook in a, in a matter of minutes. And I even tried some of the side tunnels and ran into some solo guys uh, out there um, looking for 1v1s. So, first box checked. We have some new PVMP activity. It seems like more than there's been in the past. And you can already certainly feel the impact of the co more concentrated map. Uh, whereas you could wander around the Etnmores for an hour and not run into creeps that were out there. Um, certainly it's, it's going to be easy to find action here, and I think that's good. Um, I did run out to the bridge with my mini in Warchant mode and mowed down a few dudes, finished an exploration quest of some sort. And um, uh, as I mentioned before, I yet to see if there's some encouragement to move away from the main bridge. Uh, so I know that one of the primary reasons as a creep that you complete quests in the Entenmores is to get your maps. Get your crude maps, get your poor maps, get your precise maps for all the different areas to make it easier to move about, um, be a bit more strategic. Uh, for, for the freeps, obviously the only inducement is the acquisition of commendations so you can build, uh, build some uh, cash to get uh, audacity gear. Uh, so I hope there are some encouragements to move away from the main bridge. If not, it might get kind of boring. Um, I did go out on my rank 4 war leader, which is my leading creep tune. Yes, I know I hear some of you PVMPers groaning. Does uh, R4 is pretty sad for a creep. Uh, never been much of a creeper. But uh, I did pick a tune and said if I was going to do some stuff, this would be the one that I was going to focus on. And... Um, this new map is certainly a good opportunity to try to develop. So why do I only have a rank four creep? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the rationale is, you know, really I never got into a, a, a crade kin or a tribe, as they're called on creep side, that was very active. You know, there were always a few people on, but not many. And, uh, you know, in between when I was in tribes looking for a tribe that was more active, um, I have to say that the creeps were not very good at grouping, at least on Vilia. So I'm sure this is different on every server. All it, all it takes is one guy to go out every night and put together a party and have the desire to lead. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can always count on that one guy or even several guys to be there night in, night out to form up raids. But uh, Vilia is a server that uh, where the activity seems to be more focused on um, solo play from the creep side. I rarely, if ever, see creep raid callouts, you know, open raid callouts that are just adding folks, anyone that wants to join. So um, either there's a dearth of leaders or the leaders that are there prefer not to uh, to play with unknown quantities. Or maybe it's my rank. Maybe that, uh, you know, people inspect you and say, oh, our rank four, he's a noob out here. I'm really not going to add him. Whatever the case may be, um, you know, I picked a war leader because I wanted to be uh, a little different, and I wanted to be um, effective in groups. Uh, so healer, but also melee, and uh, you know, a, a bit unusual, a bit off, a little bit off the beaten track. Because I understood that it was a little harder to develop a war leader, and now I know why. Their DPS is pretty awful, at least in the early stages, as I guess a lot of creeps are, and um, you know, they have a lot of hit points, but there's not much you can kill. And if you're not in a group, really, then, you know, your hills aren't being, 
uh, very effective or helpful. So I would say it's tough to, it's tough and slow to solo with a war leader. And if you don't have a lot of group activity, then they're not as useful. Um, but I'm not going to change my stripes. I'm sticking with him. I do think he's pretty cool. So in the new West Gilead PVMP map, uh, first of all, in the creep zone, the Nazgul camp is cool. That was well done. They've got uh, the kind of semicircle lit by the blue sorceress lights, and uh, the Witch King of Anmar is being uh, bowed cow down to by uh, you know someone reporting in, probably a scout, and all the uh, Nazgul are arrayed around him in a semicircle. That was a nice touch. Well done. I did check out some of the rewards that were available uh, around the camps and was not blown away. I did see some stuff. Um, I think some of the new cosmetic weapons that you could load up. Um, I didn't see a lot of new things uh, out there uh, for the creeps as far as rewards are concerned. Um, maybe it's just I just don't know them as well. So did, nothing stood out. Um, so I noticed uh, last night that I was close to rank 5. I did say I had a rank 4 war leader, but... I pushed through it uh, in one night, and um, I think I, when I logged in, I was at 80, 85%. And I pushed through it and made rank five um, late last night. And uh, you know, the problem was I was in Esgiliath. I was kind of, I wasn't grouped, but I was you know milling about in a group of soloers <laughs> that were fighting creeps or freeps on the bridge. And we took a couple down, but um, but we were not killing much really. Uh, so it seems to be the same old problem for me. Um, you know, we had enough healing to survive, but not enough DPS to take folks down from the free parade very much. And as a war leader, um, you know, I found that I couldn't kill much. I had kind of this, some of the same old problems that it had in the past. Uh, you know, there was no one vicing to lead a group. Um, so you end up with a bunch of unfellow creeps not taking full advantage of their fellowing skills. Um, I did end up handing in a number of quests and antmores to put me over the top to rank 5. And I gained uh, two skills. One is Snap Out of It, which is a skill that will um, remove dazes and stuns and knockdowns from people that are in your in your raid. So again, one I probably won't use much. I, I did hear from others that it's it's kind of limited in use. You know, when you're in a big when you're in a big fight with you know all kinds of chaos going around and people running everywhere. I can see it being pretty hard to notice one particular guy that's stunned and select him and tell him to snap out of it, you know, much before, you know, he would probably be using his own skill or a brand or just, you know, the cooldown fading. So I can't see getting a lot of use out of that skill. It did put it on my toolbar. Might be better if, if I could use it myself, kind of like an extra brand, but I think it's only good, at least according to the tooltips on other players. Um, I did get another uh, skill, though, called Black Speech, which is a second range skill. Uh, I only had one previously on my War Leader, so I was happy to get another range skill and, frankly, just another DPS skill to fit into my rotation. I really only had uh, four DPS skills that I could rotate through. And typically, by the time I got done with them, I'd have nothing to do but a self-heal until the cooldowns came across and I could start up with them again. So I think Black Speech, even though it's on a 20-second cooldown, will help me. And um, it also gives uh, another free inductionless heal when you crit with it. So that's two skills where if you crit, you get an inductionless heal on either one. And that should certainly help um, both on 1v1s and with grouping. Uh, so... Turning in my quests also got me over the hump for uh, achieving 
poor maps for both Tolskarnan and Lugzag, which um, each of those come with a thousand commendations each, which is nice. Um, and having the poor maps certainly helps to get a little more useful locations and a little better cooldowns to be able to travel around. So using my new commendations, I uh, went out and purchased some new skills. Um, I went to my corruption trainer and uh, made some corruption changes to get another set bonus. I noticed that uh, I had three skills that were in different areas and that, that if I mastery boost was one of them and that if I got two other mastery boosts, I would achieve a I get a set bonus for plus five percent damage. So feeling somewhat damage um, challenged as a war leader, uh, I figured that would be a good a good one for me to invest in. So I uh, got mastery boost two and three and got a plus five percent damage bonus for um, for that set bonus for my corruptions. Um, I noticed in my in my bags I had a, a loot box which I'd never gotten before on a on a creep. Um, so I had a loot box, I purchased a key, and uh, it produced a sigil of battle and 25 marshals badges. So marshals badges can be turned in in Dargazag for, you know, for quest, quest turn in every three hours. So just about every time I log in, I'll be able to, if I run down to Dargazag, I can turn in um, a couple marshals badges uh, that should last me for a while to generate some commendations and uh, infamy. And um, also got some speedrun potions, which are nice to have when you're running around the Etten Moors. Um, so the Sigil of Battle uh, netted me a new racial skill. Um, I noticed that all five of my racial skills were empty. <laughs> so I bought one called New Breed and uh, opened an anniversary chest that was in my uh, inventory that gave me a new skin. So applied the new skin just for a change of pace to look a little different. And, um, you know, looking at all the racial skill options to choose from, I decided that the amount of mithril coins they were charging for those were pretty modest. And I'd gotten um, twice in the last two months, I'd gotten 300 mithril coins from Hobbit Presence. Uh, so I decided to spend some of those and help me fill in the rest of my racial slots. Um, they only cost, I think, between 30 and 40 mithril coins piece. Um, so, you know, I think for something like 120 mithril coins, I filled in the other four slots that I had open, and I definitely feel uh, much better about my build based on filling in some of those things. So one of the skills I got was a new heal called Get a Grip. It's got a three-minute cooldown for an AoE heal impacting, I think, five or six people, and it heals between 10 and 13k uh, for an AoE heal. That's pretty nice. So that should help a bunch, and I forget what the other racial traits are that I selected, but you know, along the lines of uh, a little bit extra damage, a little bit extra mitigation, and I think a crit bonus as well. So um, between my rank 5 battle promotion, my three new skills, my new corruption set bonus, and my four other racial traits, um, feeling a lot better about my war leader and looking forward to seeing what I can do with him uh, if I get him out to Osgiliath over the next uh, few weeks. A, DP, a DPS machine I am not, um, but I would imagine, so I'd imagine in one-on-ones my only chance would be to outlast uh, Toon's power, um, you know, using my own self-heals, much like a guard in, some, in that respect in some cases. Um, at least I'm kind of a pain to kill with 68k morale, so uh, not often first selected um, in a fight. But uh, that's about it. So that's you know that's a big biggest of a creep update as I've given in quite some time, and certainly based on the 
you know, the new dynamic changes in the creep uh, in PVMP systems that were introduced by Turbine. Someone commented, I saw on social media, you know, maybe the most significant changes, uh, you know, in this, in this update, more than has been done over the last uh, eight years in PVMP, uh, potentially. So that's exciting. Hopefully it'll re reignite the community a little bit and we'll see some more folks out there. And if that's the case, I'll certainly uh, looking forward to joining in a bit more frequently myself. So let's move on to our next beacon, away from their creeping. We are at Minrimon. And now, the original word from our sponsors segment. This broadca broadcast is brought to you by PayPal and Tier, the easy and fast way to pay without gold changing hands. Use it at your local auction house or even at the ultra store. PayPal and Tier, the preferred method payment method of wizards of many colors. Now with fraud protection in case they only decide to pay you five. That brings us to our sixth beacon, Callanhad, moving right along. So, I did want to inject a little bit of culture into the podcast this week. Um, I uh, managed to create a bit of a hasty poem over the last few weeks. Um, some of the kin were off at, uh, at camp in Mirkwood. And uh, one of the traditions of camp is that, uh, that uh, some of the kin leaders often send... Uh, send some creative writing or some letters, some post to the folks out there in the Mirkwood camp to keep their spirits up. And over the last few years, I've written, done some creative writing uh, for that uh, for that occasion. Uh, in this particular case, I was inspired by some things I'd read recently um, concerning Fangorn and the Ents. Uh, always been fascinated by the story of the Ents and their Ent wives, and felt like there were some some emotions and some tales and some background um, in some of the trees of Fangorn that uh, you know that were not even fully represented through uh, through tree birds musings. So um, I took the uh, tried to take on the psychology of an ant that did not answer um, tree birds call tree beards call to attack Isengard. Uh, he had gone too fast and too far asleep uh, for his own reasons to escape the world. So I did post this out on Light the Beacons as a blog post, but um, my site, because such as it is, being just a repository for the podcast streams, doesn't get a lot of traffic. So I thought maybe I'd read it on the podcast, hoping to get a, a little more exposure to it from some of my uh, some of my loyal viewers out there. And this is a shorter podcast, so we're not going to get into it this week. We're not. All right. Without further ado, here is Entish Dreams. A hasty poem. Looming, lomish, languid forms, deep sleep I amid the storms, storms of ken and storms of cloud, that better bark in crusted shrouds. The drafts I've drunk, the rays lived under, the stones my seed has riven asunder, have crafted core, branch, twig, and leaf, and muddled mind absorbed in grief. Much is lost to forest floor, decaying cop carpets of ageless lore, the crush of memories pressing down, smothering desire of sight or sound. Yet walked I once from sea to sea, shaded by endless canopy, 
glinted by scintillating stars, slanting home in shimmering bars. Effortlessly I mastered earth, and witnessed lesser beings birthed. Wide my branches gathered in the pulse of life and coral din. But rapture sought is sorrow found. The entwives ache cut wounds profound. As axes scoring trunk and root, pain unsecured by entish moot. With witless whim myself withdrew, like cruelest winter's palest hue. Endured, but never again embraced, consciousness bereft of time or space. Unburdened by this treasonous soul, with waiting my most mortal goal, worried not as just a tree, until at last eternity. If you're interested at all in the text of that poem, you can find it out on lightthebeacons.com, posted in between episodes 36 and 37. I appreciate your feedback regarding it. I was happy with the way it turned out. The seventh beacon, Halifurian, closing. It's time for blessed relief. I told you it would be short and sweet this week. That brings us to the end of the 37th episode of Light the Beacons. I would love to hear your plaudits, feedback, rants, diatribes, and most of all, your constructive critique. You can contact me at bragsonofbalan at gmail.com. That's brag with two A's. The second A stands for asymptote. On Facebook Facebook or Twitter at bragsonofbalan or my website at lightthebeacons.com where you can post comments directly on the podcast. When you do, I really appreciate it. I kindly request that you take the time to create an iTunes review if perchance you are so inclined. If your comments incite me to forego my legendary dwarven apathy, I will try to include them in the next podcast or at least respond in some way. So I hope you laughed either at or with me. I hope you might have learned at least a little something you didn't know before, perhaps looked at the game with a slightly different perspective. And most of all, I hope you enjoy your week in Middle-earth. This is Bragg, son of Balin, signing off. Baruch Kazad. And remember, the next time you go on vacation and miss two whole weeks of Hobbit presence, good for you. Now get back in there and play a little bit. Oh, and uh, light some beacons while you're at it. Ah! A creep raid! We are vastly outnumbered! Run! Run for the hills, Grima! You are entirely useless except as a human shield. I can use Grima's ward skill. Grima smash. Grima bash. Good Grima. Here's a tissue for that bloody nose. Boy, that Reaver really had a hard and pointy helm on, didn't he? So long, folks. Happy battling. <laughs>